We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. We have a new old idea today. Yes. Very excited. Thank you to Taylor for suggesting it to us in our DMs on Instagram. See. If you want to chat with us and give us ideas for the podcast, that's the best place to do it because we both have access to the Instagram page and we check it fairly frequently. Uh, Instagram.com slash beers on us. And not going to lie, we usually figure out what we're going to do like the day before. So if we actually have time to think about something, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it helps a lot. (laughs) Um, You know, we've been doing this for... A hundred and some episodes now, so you know, you know, we're, we're we kind of got the rhythm down, but some weeks we're just like, eh. what episode are we? Is this one hundred and five? Ooh, I think it might be. <clears throat> I think this might be the official end of Traces. Is this one hundred and five? I'm gonna double check for you right now. We've been I've been monitoring this because one hundred and five would be the start. It's one hundred and four. One hundred and four. So this is the last episode of season two of Beers on Us. Correct. So this is season finale. Yes. And wow, the timing of the Berelick beer, almost almost perfect. perfect. Yeah. Sorry for my trip next week. Would have been perfect if it was next week, but uh, almost perfect. Um, So this was was sent to us on Instagram, and uh, Taylor said, Hey, I love your tasting room episodes, but I would love to be able to drink the beers along with you. So if you could go get the beers, post a picture, and give people some time to grab them so we could drink it with you, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, that's a fantastic idea. Mm -hmm. So we're going to call this Interactive Tasting Room. You know, the Tasting Room series is at, like, number eight. This is Interactive Tasting Room number one. And to kind of piggyback over conversations we've had over the last couple weeks, I ended up going to Market of Choice yesterday, uh, the Belmont one. I had a lot better experience. (laughs) Not overwhelmed. Not overwhelmed. I mean, although it was... It was not overwhelming, but it was it was difficult. I was trying to find things that I haven't had. I was trying to find breweries we don't usually drink from, but still looking at things that were like, okay, will this be at other places? And I think we succeeded in it. Yeah, so we picked Market of Choice because we know they have multiple locations, and plus we've been kind of pubbing them a little bit lately because I've been going to one near me in Beaverton. That's been really fun. Um, so... If you live near-ish, a market of choice, go try there. You'll probably find most of, if not all, of these beers. But you might be able to find them other places as well. So uh, that's just kind of the idea. So, you know, if you're listening now and you didn't see our Instagram post, you can stop. Yep. We won't be too mad. We won't be mad. Just a little bit. But we understand. We posted it yesterday. You're going to be mad at these people, Michael? I thought you were a man of the people. (laughs) What's wrong with you people? (laughs) What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Um... So, yeah, if you're listening and you haven't seen the beers and you want to do it with us, uh, pause the episode. Uh, go find us, Instagram.com slash beers on us. You don't need to have an Instagram account to see the page. Um, you can still look at it if you don't have an account. And, do a lot uh, of people not have Instagram accounts? I mean, I still don't, technically. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, right. technically, I do now because of beers on us, but yeah. I do not. Um, 
And uh, and go find the beers and uh, do it with us. If you don't want to do it with us, that's fine. You just want to listen and keep listening because we got five beers in front of us that we're going to be tasting for you. And uh, you can go buy them later if you if you like what they sound like. Uh, you can find us podcast wise: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio dot com, Ten Eighty The Fan dot com, Stitcher, Omni, most places you can find your podcast. Uh, you can find us elsewhere on social media. My personal account is at Mike Lynch Twenty Seven on Twitter. Patrick is at P Diddy Zero Eight Five on Instagram. He took himself a silly selfie yesterday with his AirPods in. Uh, I'm talking about Dave Matthews Band. So if you see that picture at the top, you know you found the right picture, <laughs> the right Instagram page. Um, so the Wednesday uh, nights, man, it's my Wednesday night tradition. Is it like the same album you just listen to every nope, Wednesday night? Nope. They play they they put a free uh, live show that they stream like video. They stream a a show from the decades of concert footage that they have. And for the first few weeks, I was I have a really nice stereo system in my house connected to my TV. Uh, and so I would just bump it, and then I kind of realized that my neighbors might not love it. Mm. And actually, it sounds better in headphones anyway. So I just throw the pods in, and it's on the TV, and I pretend like I'm at a concert. Mm. Okay. Well, sounds cool. It works. It's I mean, cool. I don't really care about Dave Matthews Band, but I know it's you all love right. them, so it's, uh, it's all, it, all it, up your alley. It's COVID life. Well, I mean, my favorite band played their... Uh, most popular album three straight days on Twitch mm-hmm. and then did on the fourth day deep dive of the album on Twitch. So that was fun. I watched that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a jam band kid. Fish does their stuff on Tuesdays. Um, and then oh. it's all on like YouTube. So you can go back and watch it. Fish cool. does Tuesday. I think widespread panic does Sunday. I think the dead does Monday. So yeah. Cool. It's just a cool little thing. So you kind of got any day your favorite bands are just all doing live shows. If I want to, if I want to get into jam live bands. stream shows, yes, yes. Widespread uh, panic is can be a little rough. So can fish, but <laughs> well, okay. so be it. <laughs> fish live is a lot better. Uh, well, we actually sometimes that's rough too. I digress. <laughs> I know nothing about these bands. I apologize. You I would hate fish. Okay, you would absolutely I, hate that band. I cannot. I don't think you would like widespread panic either. I can't entertain the conversation because I know nothing. Doesn't Isaac Rob Stone. like? Widespread panic. Either he or Souk does. It's, yeah. I think it's. I think it's Rob. Because mm, I think I think I've heard a story of him at a widespread panic show in Bend. Okay, and it was quite interesting. All anyway, right. I uh, we can beer before we dive into the five beers in our tasting room episode today. Uh, my weekend beer is pretty interesting. I went out for the first time. Basically, I, I'd gone out once since COVID uh, to eat out at a restaurant. And that was Westgate, which I talked about on the podcast before, out in Beaverton. Uh, I went out on Saturday to Mississippi. Uh, I guess I've gone out twice because I went to Prost two weeks ago as well. And I went to Ecliptic for the first time. And I went to Stormbreaker for the first time. Both outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. Ecliptic setup was awesome. Yep. Um, super safe feeling. Uh, very spaced. Uh, I... I mean, I don't mind if a server comes up to the table mask on or anything, but the 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 pager system they have where you just go up and pick up your own food and beer was interesting. Yep. Um, I tried their Ruse collab, which was an Italian-style Pilsner, which I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had their Black is Beautiful when I was there, also solid. Uh, they had just put it into bottles, I believe, and then uh, they had it on draft, so I tried that. Uh, went to Stormbreaker, which... Uh, was slightly less spread out than Ecliptic was, um, but we sat in the street. You were, they closed Beach Street, mm-hmm. and uh, they just have their tables out there. I think they have more seating now than they ever did. Probably, yeah, because they have a, a pretty small tables, space. Yeah. Uh, so we were out there, and we were at the edge, so there weren't a lot of people around us. It's a little bit closer, but I'm sure it's within the guidelines. Uh, servers come up to serve you. I tried their Russian Imperial Stout. 
because of course I did, even though I was sitting in the sun. <laughs> and uh, then I had their double IPA, and they had the triple double. I don't think it was that one. I think it was a no. No, it might have been the triple double. And then they had uh, something called safety meeting, which Ooh, I liked a lot. I've had that. Um, I've, I like that, that was too. a single hop pale. Yep. Using Strata. Strata. Yep. I had that. Ooh, the memory, nice even though that was my second brewery. Nice job. I had that a couple weeks ago. Last time I was at Stormbreaker was probably three weeks ago, and I had that too. I really enjoyed that. That was a good one. I, I enjoyed that. My I was there with my buddy, and and he does not love uh, bitter beers. Mm. He likes IPAs, but he likes some of the hazier kind of tamer ones a little bit more. Softer, juicier. And uh, I was looking at the list. He goes, pick one for me. He went to the bathroom, and I was looking, I was looking, I was like... He'll like this one. And he did. He had like four of them. So oh, he really, nice. really liked safety meeting. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he had like four. Let's go, yeah. baby. Uh, and then I went uh, down to our friends at Bridgetown. And uh, Michael was there. We, we've uh, not had him on the podcast, but he's a friend of both of ours from uh, at Bridgetown. And uh, he suggested the Humble Sea King of the Krill, which I posted on the Instagram page, which was a... Uh, I'm assuming out of Humble County? NorCal? No, Humble. Oh, Humble. Not Humboldt. Gotcha. Humble, like I'm a very humble person. Ah, humble I see. C. I think they're out of San Diego or, or Southern California. It was a West Coast Pilsner. And uh, oh my God, that was really good. I got two cans of it. He was like, I'm really excited to try that one. Dynamite. Surprisingly so. And I also got two of the uh, Beach Retreat, which was the uh, Pizza Port and Beachwood IPA collab. I got one of those as well. Uh, interesting experience with that. I drank the first one out of the can because after we went to Bridgeport or Bridgetown, excuse me, we, we uh, went to a park and just hung out for a bit. And um, I had it in the can and I was frankly a little disappointed. And then I some heavy it. hitters, some heavy IPA hitters with that yeah. collab too. And that's why I bought it. I was like, "Ooh, I mm. love Beachwood," and I've heard a lot about Pizza Port. I think I've only had one of their beers though. And then the next day, I poured it into a glass because I was at home. Much better. So I had a differing experience with it. Um, it still wasn't like exceptional or anything, but it was a solid West Coast IPA. I think with the two Pizza Port beers that I've had, both have been fine, but not over the top good. And mm. I know they get a lot of love out of Austin, but. I just haven't had anything from them that's like really blown me away yet. Pizza Port is in California. Pint House Pizza uh, is in Austin. Both both hoppy breweries easy easy to confuse. The pizza name, yeah. It's when I pizza. heard the pizza, I was like, oh, that's the one in Austin. Because why would any other brewery name themselves pizza something? <laughs> well, there's a California brewery yep, that does yep, it too. I guess that makes more sense why they collab with Beachwood yeah, then. But... Pizza Ports in California. Pint House Pizza is in okay. Austin. Well, I think I have had two Pizza Port beers. And neither have blown me away, uh, but both have been fine. Good beers, not bad by any means. So a little disappointed, I guess, with that one, but uh, having it in the glass was way better. But that humble seed beer, oh, so good. It's really interesting. Stupid can art, but really good. It's really interesting with Pizza Port. Um, they get a, they're, they're huge in California. They're massively respected for their IPAs in California. And then I've had some that I think are really good, but I haven't had any that absolutely blow me away. And I think the reality is is the palates of the California IPA drinker and the Oregon Southwest Washington IPA drinker are very different. Yeah, this beer was uh, a little maltier uh, for a West Coast IPA. It had mm. a little bit of sweetness to it. Okay. Which I were trying to cut the bitterness out a little bit, I guess. Maybe that's the difference, mm -hmm. right? We want that bitterness. And we're kind of cool with the bitterness. Yeah, we, we <clears throat> crave it. Uh, also, I had a really interesting week in beer, I guess. Uh, I also had two bottom ferments. I had their Hellas, and I had their El Dorado Lager. Oh, they're so good. High Both ferment. of them. Both of them were so good. Ferment's about to get the barrelic treatment. I know. <laughs> drink. If any of you guys listen, I don't think you do. But if you do, drink. Yeah. 
Um, no, that's Berlick's joke. We can't do that. Uh, sip. Chug. Brad. Chug. <laughs> but chug. But chug. <laughs> shotgun. No, don't shotgun. Don't shotgun. I'd shotgun that rice lager. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, yeah, so both of those bottom ferments were really, really good. I've had the top and bottom ferment series they've been doing, like six of them now, five or six of them. I've, I've liked four of them a ton. Mm-hmm. Like all four of them were exceptional. The fifth one was fine. Not bad, just solid in the middle. Uh, but four of them have just been amazing. And that Eldorado lager, they're calling it a Mexican style lager. Oh my God. Well, we got a new ferment on the uh, t- interactive tasting room today. Well, we haven't, okay. A little tease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Posted on the Instagram page yesterday. Well, not everyone who listens is on Instagram. Just, okay. Uh, all right. Just teasing. You know, all right. Just a little, little teases here. My bad. A little. Uh, a little <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so that was my week in beer. I had a lot of interesting new beers this week, and uh, it was a ton of fun. And uh, I liked going out to Mississippi. Mississippi's got it going on right now. And Prost, like I talked about last week, also has a solid setup. So uh, lots of places to go over there to enjoy your brewskis outside at places that you miss. Uh, I'll be. I'll try to be quick. I haven't been to too many places in public, um, just cause minus ye old breakside, minus minus ye old slabberino. Uh, I've been to Cerveza once. I think so. I mean, they're out there patio. Picture, they're out yeah. patio is just killing it. I had some beers with Joris, who's the bar manager at Wayfinder yesterday. Was it yesterday? Two days ago? Something like that. And that was nice. What are, um, what are days anyway? Yeah. What are days anyway? I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, so real quick, I posted something over the weekend of a, of a haul that I got. Uh, there was some funny comments on it thinking like, this can't be your haul. Even got some DMs that were kind of like, you sure you bought that? And it wasn't Mike. This doesn't really look like you. I don't know if they were joking or what. But I took some advice and tried to stretch myself outside the box. Um, but then also not really. Well, uh, <laughs> you know what? I saw the picture. Uh-huh. And when you said, I'm trying, and I looked at it, I was like, is he trying? But then I went... Okay, yeah, that's not stuff that he wouldn't always get. Yeah. Uh, there was Speaking of things I would always get, there's a new IPA in can from Ben Brewing Company, Light It Up. Uh, highly enjoyed that. I drank it out of the can. Uh, I drank it out of the can. Uh, but like this IPA series that they've been doing, the High Desert Hop series, it was great. Great. Nothing really like stood out to me in terms of why I loved it. Just a really well-balanced IPA. Okay. Also had an Animal Cookies IPA from Block 15. It's usually one of the excited small batch releases they do every single year. I've still never had Animal Cookies in my life. Um, I've heard is, about it, though. It, it is an awesome, awesome fun beer they do. It's it's a touch hazy, but it's a Block 15 haze. It's not like a juice bomb haze. Uh, so good, I had another one last night. Mm. I went out and got another one and had it. Another one. Speaking of so good, I had another one last night. The Cozy Chaos from Ex Novo is one of the better West Coast beers I've had in a while. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I haven't I, heard of that one. And I ran into uh, Ryan Buxton, who's one of the head dudes over there. He came into Slabtown, and he said he thought it was the best West Coast they've ever made. Wow. And right. I would highly, highly suggest finding this beer. It's got this kind of like pastel-y rainbow of colors on the can. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, I had the beach retreat like you. My, my feelings are exactly as yours. Also had the Von Ebert Bohemian Pilsner. That okay. was one that I passed on when I got my stuff to go to go rafting. Excellent. Absolutely phenomenal. I thought the hop character was great. Finish was clean, crisp. It was everything I wanted. Then I went outside the box, and I bought this pale ale from Canvas Brewing. 
I don't know what that is. I'd never heard of them before. It's just this white can, and on the bottom says canvas, lime, pale ale, 4.7, or whatever it was. And I was like, well, okay, I'll give this a shot. I should have looked to see that it was from Burlington, Vermont, mm. so it was definitely hazy, but I will say this. Hazy pale, interesting. A hazy pale. I will say this. For a hazy pale ale, it was. it is a very well-done beer. It tastes a lot like pineapple. The hops are giving off a ton of pineapple nodes to it, and I despise pineapple. Just generally? Just generally. So not in beer, just in everything. Like even fresh pineapple, it's just, it's not about the acidity. It's literally a flavor profile for me. I just do not enjoy it. If you like... I guess we know where Patrick stands on pineapple on pizza. <laughs> if, you, if you like... If you like hazies like the hazies we like, I think you would really enjoy this. Um... It kind of reminds me of like a soft biotransformers that we make. Um, that's an IPA that we make. So, you know, IPA tame light, down. tame it down. Uh, I think I think the mass public would really enjoy this, if especially if you like hazies. Now, if you really, really like hazies, might be a little too bitter for you. But if you're kind of like you and me where we'll try it, if it's any good, then we're like, whoa, this is great. We love it. I would steer you there. Okay. I also had the East Side IPA from Single Hill Brewing, which is a Yakima brewery that I'd never heard of. Okay. And I never tried the IPA. Solid. Solid. Okay. Not a drain pour. Drank the whole thing. Cool. Um, there was something in the malt profile that I don't think I really cared for flavor-wise, but it wasn't a bad beer. It's always good when you get to try a new brewery and you're like, you know what? That's pretty good. I'll, t- I'll check out for yeah. some other ones. You yeah. Know? I'll, give you, I'll give you another shot at some point. Uh, and then I crushed a four pack of amalgamator from Beechwood. Because of course, you did. Why not? Yeah. Okay. So you you went two new breweries. Mm-hmm. You kept it within your general uh, style profile, but uh, it's a, it's a good step. Yeah. One small step for uh, for mankind, right there. Yeah. And I've been, to be honest, I've been kind of down a little bit on Ex Novo's beer lately, mostly because they've been doing a lot of hazies, and you know, it's just so because of that, I've kind of stopped paying attention to their new releases which is a shame on me because i took a shot at this and i loved it well there you go that was probably the best that and the bohemian bilsner were probably the two best beers there is our week in beer uh we went a little bit long on that but both of us had interesting weeks in beer apparently so there was a lot to do all right we got five beers in the interactive tasting room today uh, we put them in the order that we would have put them if it was a tasting tray. Uh, we only have one question about uh, where we put one of the beers, but I think we put it in the right spot. I think, I think it's in the right spot. So let's start with a brewery that both of us, when we first had it on this podcast, it was the first for both of us, went, whoa, whoa. this is really good. And then we brought another one in and we were like, oh my God, what is going on down in uh, at Salem, right? Down yep. in Salem. Salem. We... Have a chicha, chicha beer, which is spelled X I C H A. We had fun with the spelling of it on the original podcast because I was oh, like, I it's probably. it's exica or Zika, this one. It's chicha. Chicha. Uh, this is uh, what kind of beer we got here. We've got their Mexican style lager. I did not mean to pour the whole thing in two glasses. Well, you did. <laughs> we got a lot of beer to get. We through. got a lot of beer to get to, and uh, uh, the time is increasingly yeah. slim. So this, so this just stood out to me again. Part of my market of choice shopping. Can was very bright. Had it not been very bright, I probably would have glanced over. And then noticing that it was chicha, I was like, "Well, we've en- we've enjoyed this. They are a Mexican restaurant. Yep. Let's. Uh, and they we- make a lot of beers that are in this vein. We brew ales and lagers that enhance the experience of Latin American style food and ingredients. 
And this is just a Mexican-style lager. Technically, it's a lager brewed with flake corn. The industry calls it Mexican-style lager, but we call it a chila. It's an every-occasion beer from hanging with your homies to just coming home from work. Nothing complicated, nothing fancy. This is a beer for the people. And uh, we've Salute. we've been on a good run on this podcast of good Mexican-style lagers mm-hmm. this year. Last year, we did the episode on Mexican-style mm-hmm. lagers, and we had some good. It was kind of hit or miss. It was hit or miss. Uh, we've really had a lot of good Mexican-style lagers. Uh, I had talked about the Thunder Island one, which I thought was delightful. I had that El Dorado lager from bottom for, for, in the Bottom Ferment series from Ferment, which they were calling a Mexican-style lager, which was delightful. First few sips on this. Clean, crisp, fantastic nose. I mean, it's no frills. It's a good, solid Mexican lager. I mean, it's... I get some of that nice Vienna malt yeah. character on the back end, surprisingly. I don't get it a ton in like the mouth and the body. Uh, mouth feels great, uh, but I get it, the residual flavor on the back end uh, is that that toasty, biscuity thing you get from Vienna malts that I've loved that have been so prominent in yeah. Vienna lagers, or sorry, in Mexican lagers. I love that everyone's shifting towards the classic style instead of just making, you know, just making corn lagers like a like a Pacifico. You know, right. everyone's kind of going that mode. Well, they said route. they use corn in here, obviously, and um, <clears throat> I, man. We've had some great Mexican lagers this yep, year. We have. This isn't this isn't a beer that I feel like there's a lot to talk about with in terms of describing it for a podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's one that is insanely crushable. First of all, um, very easy to drink. And now that I haven't had a sip for a while, the corn is lingering. Ah, it's like sitting there, and I'm like, it kind of gives me a little cornflakey vibe. Okay, I'm like, ooh, I want another sip now. It's uh, it's just sitting there, and it's delightful. So that this is just a. Man. Yeah, I'm excited. I did buy a can of Thunder Island's Mexican lager, per your suggestion. I'm excited for you to try that, too. So, Chicha, God. Yeah, what's up, guys? Can you, like, make more and send more and open place in Portland? And Yeah, the last stuff we had was cans? Because I don't remember. Uh, We had. I don't remember what their can looks like. I want to say it might have been a bottle. Okay. A 500 mil, but I might be wrong about that. It's before COVID because it's not on the wall. Yeah, no, this was. This is actually a pretty decent time ago that we we first found. I found this at John's originally um, last year at some point. So, no, I just, guys, open something up in Portland, man. First of all, uh, we don't have any breweries that really focus on Mexican food that I know of. No. Uh, second of all, your beer is great. Yeah. Like, hello? Well, they don't <laughs> hello? Have, they don't have to come to Portland. I'm We're just, pretty saturated. Maybe just... we need to take our booties down there. Maybe I'm just I'm just being uh, I'm just being selfish. Okay, I just want to be able to drive ten minutes, not forty minutes, to go uh, go get a good beer. And I want to get housed. <laughs> I don't have to drive home. <laughs> want to get hammered? Yeah, and lift home or walk home. <laughs> you um, could lift home. That would be an expensive lift. If you split it, sure. What is the lift to Salem? You talk. I'm going to figure that out. Um, man, but you're right. The can art's really really cool. It's colorful, and uh, if you guys have not tried this brewery yet. Even if it's not this specific beer, give them a go. Because uh, we've had three now on the podcast, and we have liked all of them quite a bit. We were shocked, actually, how much we liked it, because we had never heard of it. And frankly, from the beers that I have tried from Salem, I've been uh, a little bit hit or miss with them gotcha. uh, as, a, as a scene for me. So the fact that these guys are out of Salem and are killing it like they are, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, lift ride to Chicha Brewing right now. They'd be here in eight minutes. Would cost us $72.14. Each way. Each way. 
So we'd each be paying $75 plus tip, essentially. I'm just rounding up. Better be some damn good Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd I rather... will pay money for good tacos. Like, do not mess with me. I will. I'd rather be the one who drives and just manages the amount of beer that I drink. All right, you said it. I'm getting house then. <laughs> uh, so, there, yeah, there you go. There's the first beer. Uh, if you guys are, are drinking along with us and are doing the interactive portion, feel free. Hit us up on any of the social media pages that we have and let us know your tasting notes or if you disagree or whatever uh, with all the beers that we're having. And if you've had other Chicha beers, let us know because we haven't seen it too often. So seeing it again is really nice. Uh, we I'm are, glad that they're surviving through COVID, too. Definitely. We are about to switch to our next beer, so if you need to press pause, now is your time. Because I understand Mike and I are splitting, you might be on your own, and you might not want to pound five beers. So this is your chance. Hit pause, and we'll be back. The next beer we are doing is the Three Magnets beer. Uh, we also poured the entire can into our glasses, so we also have to finish them in three, two, one. I beat Mike for the first time ever. I had less beer. I also talked a little bit more. Oh, okay. Beer number two. Number interactive two. tasting room. Three Magnets is... Uh, what are we drinking here? What are we drinking? Three Magnets. It is... Is this so, the red ale? Yes. This is a red ale. A Close Talker's Conundrum. A red ale okay. by Three Magnets Brewing. Which they is are out where? of uh, Olympia, Washington. Okay. I've seen Three Magnets on the shelf a decent amount. Actually, New Seasons has Three Magnets, if I remember correctly. I did it again. Um, oh, you're pouring the entire can? Oh. <laughs> now it's my turn to drink more. I just like poured myself. I was like, make sure to say something for Mike. <laughs> you basically poured half of the glass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Um, so... Part of this... Good I, thing it's your day off today. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to watch Blazer game tonight. Probably at Satellite Tavern, which is right by my house, because they got an outdoor area and TVs. I watched okay. the Timbers semifinal game there. Mm. Uh, anyway. Champions! So I, champions! So I can walk home if I need to. In fact, I'll probably walk there. It's a nice day. Um, so I've probably mentioned this on Tasting Rooms previously. Uh, the way I like to curate this is the same way I kind of curate the tap list at Slabtown. In terms of how you view the menu, there's a term we 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 like to throw around. I actually, learned this from one of our one of our former longtime OG bartenders, Jack Johnson. He kind of pushed on this about the term impact, not whether a beer is light or heavy, but how it impacts your palate. So, like, I would argue that a Mexican lager is lighter in body than a pilsner okay but i think if it's a true traditional mexican lager that malt character is going to have more of an impact on your palate than maybe a, a true german dry austere pilsner i can see what you're saying see that. what i mean there yeah. so i've tried to curate this tab list in order of impact so the red ale is definitely more malt forward but i'm expecting this ipa that we're going to drink to be a little more bitter a little more hoppier so i figured even though i always find malts to be softer on the palate than hops in terms of impact the malt might be a little heavier but in terms of flavor impact i find it to be a little lighter i uh which is why we have a sour and that sour is going to go on after the hops because that sour is going to destroy our palate which should be balanced by a stout afterwards. It's okay. kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, I uh, I was thinking most tasting trays that I've seen and have done, it goes, uh, the, the reds go closer to the stouts because it's the malt character, right? Mm-hmm. It goes like 
pale hoppy malty is almost how the tasting tray will go. So it, it's interesting you're kind of doing the impact version of it because I don't often see impact as the way the tasting trays go, uh, but it makes sense, right? Mm. Especially because the sour is going to destroy our palates. 100%. And after I taste that, I'm very glad we're doing this right now. Okay. I have never had three magnets before. I've seen it, but I've never had it. Um, I, I don't know if it's the styles <clears> that just didn't speak to me because I, when I used to go to New Seasons all the time, they always were there and I was just like, ah, I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. So I'm excited to try it. And we haven't done a lot of Red Ales recently. So uh, when it comes to Three Magnets, when they first started showing up to town, I would have them here or there. Um, they got, they were, they did a lot of IPAs. Then they got really big on the hazy IPA train, including like some milkshake stuff. And I kind of just. Well, neither of a, us like milkshakes. Yeah, got away from. Well, we like milkshakes, but not milkshake beers. I prefer malts over milkshake. Well, they're both delightful. Okay. Um, so I kind of stopped paying attention to what they were putting, what they were putting out. That's what she said. And, uh, but at Market of Choice, stretching myself, I found a Three Magnets beer <clears throat> in a style I've never seen them do. It's got two people sitting on a bench, social distancing with masks on. Oh, <laughs> so it's a timely style. Yeah. A close talker's conundrum. Ah. So I thought, I was like, hey, Cute. why not? Yeah, we haven't, we haven't, you know, you said it, we haven't done reds for, for a while. So I figured, why not take a shot? 6.8%. Ooh, is that high for a red? That seems a little yeah. high for a red. No? I don't know. I don't drink reds. I kind of stopped drinking them too. Although I did try the Block 15 red recently, which was solid. Interesting beer. Not exactly what I was expecting when I took the sip. I was um, wondering how hoppy it was going to be. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not that hoppy. It, but it's not overly malt driven either. There's like a sweetness that's cutting into the middle of it that's like stopping the malt character from dominating the beer. Uh, maybe some of the sweetness is from the malts. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. I haven't had a red like this in a while. It's uh, it's sweeter than I would expect. I'm also getting this kind of like, like, damp basement kind of must on the back end. Damp basement. You ever been in a basement that clearly has like water damage? Well, of course, but I've never <clears throat> heard that as a description for a flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> There's something about the finish that makes me feel. Not that the beer is old, but it feels old. Okay. I don't really get that. There is something at the back end of the flavor that's... that. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's off. It's just it is a distinctive flavor. But I'm not really sure I'm getting damp basement. Although I do enjoy that as a descriptor. <laughs> <laughs> what are you tasting in this beer? Oh, damp basement. Now, there are times that I've tasted that and been like, this works really well. As opposed to dry basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some basements are dry. Yes, they are. Most basements, hopefully, are dry. <laughs> in theory, <laughs> um, I've I've used that descriptor in a positive way too. I don't. I'm not quite using it in a positive way here. However, this is really not my style. Well, yeah, you don't like reds. Of uh, all the beers we have here, this yeah. is the least. Which is kind of why I grabbed it. I was like, you would never in right. your entire life drink this, and beer. it's good. And you wouldn't drain pour this beer. Um, it's it's a solid beer. No. It's, it's, uh, I just, I don't really know how to describe it other than it's sweeter than most reds that I've had. Um, it's not hoppy at all. It's just kind of, uh, it's kind of down the middle, which is what reds are, right? It's, reds are meant to be very neutral, right? kind of just meh to me. Okay. That's, that's totally expected because you don't yeah. love reds. Yeah. Um, I'd say this is, uh, this is an average red. I'm really glad I poured myself half the pint. Yes, yes. Well, don't worry. We're going to take a quick break here in a second. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, average red, I will say. Average red. I'm not getting damp basement. I'm getting sweetness. Excuse me. 
I'm getting uh, a good mouthfeel on this as well. But uh, good head retention, too. Yeah, like it is that. nice. Um, Lacing's there and everything. Uh, but uh, the, un- the undervalued parts of beer. This yes. is stuff as a bar manager I'm constantly looking at. Oh, very I'm important. I'm like, how's the head retention? How's the lacing? Beer is aesthetics. More, n- j- beer is just as much aesthetic as it is consuming. Does that make sense? It's aesthetics. Just as much aesthetics as it is taste. Thank you. Just as much aesthetic consuming. as it is taste. <laughs> I know, I'm weird. Uh, hence why hazy IPAs are so crazy, but also some hazies look gross. You shared a picture with me the other day. Yeah. Of this, uh, milkshake. Milkshake sour. Milkshake sour hazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It It, looked like a fruit smoothie that I had made that morning. It did. And boy, oh boy, did the comment that went with it make no sense based (laughs) on how the beer looked. Oh, my God. Dude, the Reddit beer world is a crazy, crazy place. Um, All right, so we got three beers left. We'll take a quick break, and we will get into those next. Guess what? Chug, 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 (laughs) chug, chug. 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 Top Ferment coming up next. Beers on us, Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Welcome back in interactive tasting room number one. Patrick opened it beforehand and made a mistake. Um, we are drinking top ferment. Chug, chug, chug. Heavenly bodies. Double IPA? Uh, nope, 6.5%. Okay. I thought on the side it was two eyes in the IPA. Um, we have Heavenly bodies IPA. This hazy IPA. Dang it. They got me. It's carefully crafted to invoke all of the vastness of the unit. Okay. <laughs> skip, uh, skip, skip. I want real information. Uh, created by the confluence of Comet, Crystal, and Euconaut? Equinaut hops? Equinaut? That one. There you go. Uh, explore the aroma. <laughs> <laughs> what is with this description? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. It's, it's, a, hazy it's a hazy IPA. With Comet, Crystal, and Equinaut. Almost said Euconaut and N. <laughs> and then I can speak. Uh, 6.5% top ferment, pink can, uh, heavenly bodies on the side. And uh, on the first pour, not too hazy. No, it's not. It's it's like a, it almost, it's more like a block 15 haze. Uh, a little bit. It's kind of a little bit of a lighter color than that. Um, I mean, it is hazy, but it's not like pulp impossible to see through. Like if you hold it up to the light. Yeah, you can kind of see, see through it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. This is generally the look of a hazy that we prefer. This is true. Although I don't think we've had too many hazies that are called hazies that look like this. This isn't really that hazy. No, it's really not. No. All right. Ooh, it smells interesting. It's got the very strong pineapple smell, so I have a feeling you're not going to like it because the pineapple is in there. I'm getting a lot of pineapple on the nose, for sure. Could just be the smell, though. Yeah, I'm getting a lot more... Oh, this is pineapple as hell. Yeah. Although I'm getting a little, like, Ooh. mango, a little stone fruit. This is a this, little peach. Ooh, I do get a little bit of that. This is really interesting. So it doesn't come across as me to me as straight pineapple. Well, that's good because you hate pineapple. <clears throat> um, I often, when we have beers that are described with fruit flavors, have a really hard time tasting the flavors that are used as descriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's like, 
citrus, right? If it's citra hops and you're getting the lemony, orangey citrus flavor, like, okay, I, I get that. Um, this doesn't have descriptors of fruits. It's very rare for me to go, oh, it's that when we're talking about fruit flavors. Smells like pineapple, tastes like pineapple. To me, this is a pineapple punch in the face. So I'm shocked that you're not getting that because you hate pineapple. But uh, it doesn't really taste super hazy to me, which is kind of cool. I guess the the super fruity flavor is, I guess, where the hazy probably comes from because it's, mm-hmm. you know, hazies tend to be fruitier. But uh, I love pineapple, so I'm actually enjoying this quite a bit. Uh, <clears throat> I think the mouthfeel is really nice. You know, I think it sits in there. It's not overly heavy. It's not overly thick. Um, so that's nice. Yeah, I get a plethora of kind of tropical fruit yeah. characters in there. It's got good bitterness in it, too, though. It's got good bitterness. I don't love the finish. It it tastes a little... It, it's dry, for sure, but tastes a little... Dry a little, basement. A little chalky. Oh, well, you've had that very, issue with... Very subtle. You've had that issue with these, <clears throat> right? Yeah, not as bad as what I normally get from stuff, and this is me being uber critical uh, towards the style. This isn't bad. No. I, I mean, say, I'm not going to get this beer again, but I mean, I, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even put it up there with like hazies that I was like, oh, I actually really enjoyed that. Uh, but I don't hate it. And well, I think that's <clears throat> not to sound like I'm some big deal or important or anything. I think that's a good compliment for me. Yeah. If you know Patrick's <clears throat> hazy palette, that is a good compliment. I will say, I think labeling this as a hazy is a little bit off. Is this where the term juicy comes in? No, because I view juicy as very different than this. Okay. Um, maybe in the flavor profile, sure, but I think juicy has a lot to do with the look in my mind, and that's just again like be my own personal opinion okay. on that. Um, this is, it's got good bitterness right in the middle of the palate. You get, I'm telling you, it pops you with the pineapple tropical flavor. Right in the middle, it's very bitter, and then yeah, it kind of it kind of softens out a little bit towards the end. A typical hazy characteristic. Uh, maybe that's where Patrick's getting the chalkiness. I haven't really found a a lot of beers that give me the chalky vibe that he says, but um, I'm sure similar flavor or similar descriptors can be used for chalk. Um, it's very dry. It is dry. This beer is very dry. Um, but it's fruity, then bitter in the middle, and then soft on the back end. Uh, so if that's kind of a hazy that you like, then go for it. Um, or if you're drinking it with us, <clears throat> are you guys getting pineapple too? I'd- because I'm telling you, I suck at fruit descriptors. Yeah. And <clears throat> I am just like... Give me pineapple now. I can't. I can't get the peach flavor out of my brain right now. <clears throat> so that that flavor is like dominant, like peach rings. Like you've ever had those like peach ring candies? I have. <clears throat> I get that. I've also had peach ring candies in another form. Hello. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I like this for for what is being labeled as a hazy. This is uh, enjoyable to me. You know what? I'll this- I'll agree with you. I'll say juicy. Because it is very tropical fruity. Yeah. It's like Starbursty, you know? Well, not think, not Starburst the beer, but Starburst the, the candy. Well that's that's the that's the conundrum of the hazy. The hazy portfolio is that the style hasn't been around long enough and the style hasn't been able to be dissected enough to really differentiate the differences between hazies. Because let's be real, there's differences in IPAs all over the place. But we've had enough time there's to the kind of say... There's, there's a West Coast IPA, there's a New England, there's, there's a Northwest. England, there's a Northwest, there's an American style. You know, there's, you know, we make West Coast IPAs, but so does California. And in our conversation earlier, like even Central California makes them differently than than uh, Southern California. And then if you throw, you know... Um, 
throw Washington in there too. Yeah, I mean, and then you throw Revision in there, which is just right across the border in Nevada. They're making West Coasts very different. You know, you come up here and you look at a Barley Browns and a Boneyard, very different, but they're all West Coast. But you can kind of tell the regional styles, and we just haven't got there with this, which I think is why it's hard to say, is this a hazy, is this a juicy? It's almost as if everyone's still trying to figure out what kind of hazy they want to make. Exactly. Because I think a lot of people follow the trends immediately, Mm -hmm. and uh, the trend was uh, impossible to see through and like really thick, thick, pulpy or chalky. or A lot of wheat goes into it. Very, very, very fruity and very soft. Mm -hmm. I think everyone kind of just like pummeled down that road. And now, and now you're seeing a lot of people kind of scale back slightly, pick and choose things they liked about it. Um, for the most part, some people are still doing those, like we saw on Reddit the other day. Um, <laughs> I should have seen the face I just made. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... Uh, I enjoy this for what is being labeled as a hazy. And I also love... I'm not a big tropical fruit guy. I don't like mangoes at all. Oh, interesting. I hate mangoes. I hate guavas. Like, those flavors I don't like. Um that's what's so weird to me about the pineapple thing is I love all those. Yeah. Mangoes, coconut, guava, passion fruit, you know, dragon fruit, like all that kind of stuff. I, I love all fruit with the exception of pineapple. I don't love those flavors, but I like pineapple a lot. So that's why I'm enjoying this. Um, all right. Great. So get that, your world rocked? I guess so. That was Heavenly Bodies IPA by Ferment, Top Ferment. Um if you're a fence haze guy like we are, I think you'll like that beer. Yes, absolutely. I'd be uh, interested the hardcore hazies, what they yeah, think. Yeah, if it. you guys love hazies, <clears throat> I'd be interested to hear what you think about that. Is it too bitter for you? Is the fruit character too overpowering for you? Or uh, is it something that you enjoy as well? Um, okay. Fourth out of five. This is a brewery that we've done maybe once on the podcast. Maybe. I think I've brought them in once before. I think it was me who brought them in. Oh, we're doing Oakshire, and uh, this is called what? An OG, OG, triple OG brewery of the state of Oregon. Not triple OG, but they're in Eugene, they're in like, right? Yeah, they're. I think they're like tier two. They've been around for a while. Yeah, they've made some stuff for a long time, and I'm really excited to try this. This beer is called Ghosts. I thought it was called No Ghosts, but um, it's called Ghosts. Uh, so excuse the typo on the Instagram page. Um, How dare you get the beer wrong, even <laughs> though the word no is right in front of ghosts on the can. But these guys have had really cool beers over the year. Their espresso stout is is a classic that they've been packaging forever. Yep. Um, I've got a buddy who waited every single year for Ill-Tempered Gnome. That was their winter ale that they did every single year in 22s back in the day. It was always a very delicious winter ale back when kind of winter ales were really popular. Yeah. You know, the, that was probably like... Four or five years ago, winter ales were huge. That was the sweet spot for me as a malt kid. Yeah, yeah. And to me as a hoppy guy, I was like, okay, I'm cool with a little extra malt. Sure. <laughs> Probably just seasonal bias. Um, and then these guys have a really cool, their Sun Made series is their Berliner Weiss with fruit. They have cucumbers and raspberries. The cucumber one, I think, is just awesome. Everybody likes the raspberry one. Um, so I'm excited to try this. And I feel that this brewery kind of sat in the background for a few years and then they coincident I don't think it's related necessarily but then they opened up a pub in northeast portland just a little like tasting room and I wonder if they did that because they kind of looked at their beer and were like okay our beer is getting better like we're really hitting our stride right now let's get people to revisit us 
And I think so far it's been really good. Yeah, I haven't had Oakshire in a very long time. Still haven't gone to the new place. I really want to. I hear great things. I uh, I do like their espresso stout. <laughs> oh, let's see the color. You're laughing just from looking into the can. Um, this is a sour. Did you say that? This yes, is a sour. yes. It, sorry. It is an American sour ale with tangerine puree, orange juice, certified color, and FD&C yellow number five. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they put that on the can. All right. Oh, my God. It's oh, neon. Yeah. It it's is neon, neon green. yellow. Neon green. <laughs> green yellow. <laughs> this is so cool. So that's why they put the coloring in yeah, it, because yeah. they want the color. Well, and they want you to know that, like, this. hey, this hasn't gone bad. This just, is... Just so you know. This is Gatorade. <laughs> this is so cool. This is lemon lime Gatorade. That's yeah. what it looks like. <laughs> that's what it looks like. I don't know. I think I find it more green than lemon lime. Well, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's both. That's cool. It's cool that it's green. Um... You know, because they call it ghosts, right? Uh-huh. And when I think of Ghostbusters, you think of the green ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. This is what that kind of reminds me of. The can art's really cool. There's like a it's hop like who's got a beer mm-hmm. in his hand, and it's like a the the no sign through it, like Ghostbusters. And the the car is kind of like Ghostbusters with like the Pac-Man ghosts chasing it. Um, the last beer I had that was colored differently was the Ex Noble one I was talking to you about, which I, oh yeah, I forget the name already because it was a weird name, but it was the Mexican with like the chilies in it. And it was just straight orange. And I was like, what am I drinking? This is literally like like uh, radiation green. Like neon, lemon lime, Gatorade, radiation tanks in movies, Ghostbusters <laughs> ectoplasm. They made it this color intentionally. It says, inspired by our favorite sack lunch trading legend. Not sure. Maybe before my time. What? Ghosts is an American sour ale finished on tangerine puree and orange juice and pours a bright glowing green. 5.5%. Now, I know you don't like sours, but I'm interested. Well, I'm getting better with sours. Um, what are we drinking? What on earth is this? It is the mental leap from looking at it and then tasting it is gigantic. Well, you smell it and it smells like tangerines. Yeah. Um, it does. It smells very tangerine-y. I feel like the orange juice is giving it its body, mm-hmm. but the tangerine is its flavor. Surprised at how Not subtle the tartness is. The yeah. acidity is there, but the tartness is on the lower end. I would like this beer to be a little more tart. Yeah, I think it could I think it could get more tart, <clears throat> but I also think this is a more approachable for the people like me who struggle with sours a little bit. Well, and this is a lot a lot more in line with their Sunmade series, and that's what's so great about it is you get this touch of fruit, you get this touch of tartness, but it's not overly killing you. Similar to how Patrick felt to the Three Magnets Red, I just don't think this beer is for me. Okay. Um, I think it looks really cool. I think it's cool that they did this with the coloring just to be unique and different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love tangerines. Orange juice is one of my favorite drinks in the world. I'm not getting a ton of the OJ in here. Um, It's not bad. I just don't think this style is my favorite yet. And unless it's going to blow me away, like, um, oh, my God, I always forget the name of the brewery. Until Degard. Um, Degard sours are incredible. Yeah. And they blew me away when I last went there, and I was like, wow, okay, I have to like this. And I actually liked uh, Ex Nobo's blueberry sour that's in little small cans. The Marion Berries? Yes, the Marion Berry one, sorry. <clears throat> um, that one was really good, too. That beer is great. I'm getting better at the style and learning flavors that I like and learning my palate. 
I'm not loving this one. I'm Dude, sorry. I'll get you some like Karina Peach Sour from Ecliptic. Oh, I've seen that on the shelves. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, or Breakside Passion Fruit Sour. Well, not a honk for me, but like I've had that one, right? Okay, what I mean that those are those are some kettle sours that that S will jack you for a kettle sour. Just bam, just get you. I also think my brain is very confused when I drink this beer. <laughs> yeah, well, you're 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 focused on the green. Well, and yeah. I see the green, I'm just like food coloring. It's food coloring, right? And I'm like Gatorade, <laughs> and then I taste it, and I'm like Gatorade, but not Gatorade. Dude, you should taste some like traditional, like well, I guess American style traditional gosas. Some of that stuff tastes like Gatorade. Really? Yeah. We've only done one goza, haven't we? Yeah, that's because I don't like gozas. Well, it was salty, right? Wasn't that the one we did? Yeah. Well, they all are residual saltiness, and so that kind of what was the goza we did? I don't even remember. I don't know. Do we do Ruben's goza? That's Prob- the only one I would think of. It's Probably. massively award-winning. Probably. And it was like, if I don't like this one, see ya. I think we both liked it, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a cool color. The can's awesome. I do taste the tangerine. It smells the tangerine. It's just not for me. Uh, yeah, I think the orange juice is, you mentioned it, I don't get a ton of flavor from the OJ, but I think it's adding to the body. I think it's giving the body and the mouth feel a little more. I really like this beer for what it is. I wish it was a little more tart. Um, and I would even take a little more body to it. But if I pass this around, pre-COVID, obviously, if I pass this around on a boat, I think everyone would be like, yo, you got any more of that? You think so? Uh-huh. I do. It is refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine being like out in the heat and yeah. just having like a little pop of this. Yeah, well, it's not full. It's not heavy. Mm-mm. You know, like Karina Peach Sour, Passion Fruit Sour, those are a lot more full body. There's a lot of wheat in those beers. To where this, the body stays really light. You said it was tangerine, orange juice. Tangerine puree and orange juice. And there's nothing else they just they use it as a descriptor? Nope. And then just the food coloring. The food coloring. Yeah. All right. Well, there's Oakshire's Ghosts. Um, super interesting. It's like a great like party beer, too, because you're like, hey, you want, you want a beer? beer? Glug, 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 glug. What's that guy drinking? Why is it green? Hey, tell you what. If I poured this beer, if I had this beer on tap at Slabtown right now, see ya. Gone. <laughs> the lie. People would buy this beer. I guarantee you go to the Oakshire tap list on a hot Friday afternoon. You walk down there. You see green everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I've seen it before. We one time did a blackberry wheat, and it turned this like pinkish purple color. Okay. And it was a very light-bodied wheat, and the fruit wasn't overbearing by any means. I mean, we strive really hard for balance. Uh, but... Everyone, it was like once one person ordered one, everybody was like, what's that? What's that? I got to have that. What's that? What's that? And this would do the same thing. This probably crushes at the pub. All right. Cool. Uh, One recommendation. Aesthetics. If you're drinking this with us, change your glass for the final beer because I want to change our glass because uh, that beer is going to damage this one immensely. Yep. Your glass (laughs) is over with. Pull out a new one. Pull out a second glass. Our final beer is uh, the... I've actually had this one before. It is the Belching Beaver Viva La Beaver Mexican Chocolate Peanut Butter Stout. Look at us with our, with our Mexican theme today. I know. It doesn't make any sense because it's August. But, <clears throat> uh, you know, it's a, it's a theme nonetheless. It does say stout with natural flavors added. Not going to lie. I'm a little... Yeah, that's a little concerning. I'm right? a little like natural like what's natural like yeah. it was naturally created in a lab <laughs> <laughs> by natural organ organisms yes. where is belching beaver belching beavers in california okay i'll be back i really gotta stop yeah you like saying that a lot <laughs> i really gotta stop just because that 
Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor there doesn't mean you have to quote him every time you no, think about No, but it's California. not even that. It's it's the Michael Scott trying to do oh. that when he goes, oh, be back. But that's not even related to California, right? I know. That's why I think it's so damn funny. <laughs> he did this on the radio show yesterday like three times. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I'll be back. I'll be back. Patrick, the one who will never watch a new show, but we're, we'll rewatch an old show or movie 3,000 times before getting to a new one. Woo. All right. Uh, I have had this one before. I like Belching Beaver's peanut butter chocolate stout. Well, and that's kind of what I was hoping, that I really like that. And then last week, we we had that awesome, awesome Westbrook, right? Yep. Westbrook uh, stout. yep. And so I, I saw habaneros. I've seen the uh, the I've had the peanut butter style from these guys a lot. I really enjoy it. I mean, it kind of I've reminds, had it on nitro too, which is solid. I know you don't like nitro, but it kind of reminds me of why I like cocoa cow so much. It's just so rich and creamy, and that's kind of why I enjoyed it. So I was like, oh, I thought you might have this. They had a great notion beer that I almost grabbed, which I never see in the wild. Yeah, great so, notion is that market of choice. So that's an interesting thing. I saw that there, and I was like, how'd you get that? Because well, I don't really see it anywhere else, but it's a smart move if it's only at market of choice. Uh, the market of choice in Beaverton is four stores down from the Beaverton Great Notion. Uh, so I have a feeling they might have made a little connection there because it's literally right mm-hmm, there. It's in mm-hmm. the same shopping mall. And you can just walk some cases down there. Yeah, so I think that's... Pr- well, I shouldn't say I think. I'm assuming. Yeah. But, I mean, it could be just Great Notion and Market of Choice makes interesting choices for their beers. Um, so I almost grabbed that, but I was worried it was going <laughs> to... Also, it's way more expensive. It was more expensive, but I wasn't worried about that. I was worried it was going to be a little too sweet, mm. which is funny because I still am assuming this is really sweet. I was also mostly concerned that it wouldn't be at every Market of Choice. Mm. Okay. Mostly because that's the only Market of Choice I've been to. And I don't see Great Notion beer anywhere mine outside has, of the Mine has Great Notion, too. So they might be at all the market their, Do they ever have their IPAs? Uh, I've only seen their stouts there. You haven't seen their sours, either. Not that I... Well, uh, you probably don't look I don't there. look too hard on the sour side, but uh, I've seen their stouts. Okay. I know that. Okay. Because I imagine, like... But also, like I said, it's four down. Yeah. So if you want a Great Notion IPA, you could just But I imagine, like, down the, the Belmont market of choice, like, if Great Notion cans of ripe... If they got two cases of that and oh, broke them all into singles, it'd be done. gone in hours. Done. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting about this... Oh, baby. What's interesting about this beer to I me... I smell peanut butter. Is that... I like peanut butter. I haven't had the chocolate peanut butter stout in a while. I'm not getting a ton of the Mexican in the title on this, which would be like a little bit of extra spice. This is incredibly smooth. It's incredibly chocolatey, peanut buttery. But I'm not getting a lot of that spice in here. You know, it's good. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love chocolate peanut butter stouts, but uh, I'm not getting a lot of the spice in here, and I'm not sure if it's just me on my palate. But uh, I'm not. I'm not getting it too much. Viva La Beaver is loaded with notes of creamy peanut butter. Notes. <laughs> when you say loaded with notes, it's kind of an oxymoron. Uh, notes of creamy peanut butter, cinnamon, and coffee. So no spice. Well, I'm not getting the cinnamon, I guess is what I'm looking at. Yeah, I think I get a little bit of the coffee on the back end. It like dries it out, which I think is good for a beer that is kind of so rich and thick and creamy like this. Um, there's no way this is real peanut butter. No. No way. Which makes me real Natural sad flavors. Because <laughs> real peanut butter is delicious. Yeah, spoons of real peanut butter. Mm. You want to hear a funny story about me and a spoon of peanut butter? Yes. So I'm 17, 16 years old. 
<clears throat> I'm at my buddy, let's just, for lack of better terms, let's call him Ryan. I'm at my buddy Ryan's parents' house. All they, right. They are out of town. Okay. Random name. I just threw it out there. And we had just got done smoking the ganja. Okay. And our other buddy, let's As, just- As quote unquote Ryan <clears throat> is known to partake in. And, let, and another one of our buddies will just pick a name. Let's just say his name is Andy. And Andy and Ryan and I are standing in Ryan's parents' kitchen, stoned, definitely didn't have any beer. Well, it doesn't matter. We're already breaking the law. Had, had a few <laughs> beers, but we were all just really stoned. Breaking the law. Breaking, breaking the, the law. law. And Andy turns to me and he says, dude, in like the most stoner voice ever, you know what's super good when you're high? I peanut was like, butter. what's that, man? He goes, a big spoon of peanut butter. I was like, oh my God, I love peanut butter. Give me one. They give me this huge spoonful of peanut butter. I'm so jacked. Is it Jif? Is it Skippy? What is it? It is. It better be Jif. It's crunchy. I don't remember the brand. Okay. This is 15, 20 years ago. I don't ago. care. Jif is the best. Okay. Well, I don't remember. Uh, I don't buy either of those. I buy that Trader Joe's crunchy. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, so I take this big That's very Patrick This big <laughs> This big spoon of peanut butter, and, I, he, and Andy just goes, and you just got to dive into it. Like, oh, no. And I just took this, I know where this huge is going. bite and was like, oh, <laughs> I couldn't open my mouth Yeah, because my mouth was so dry yep. from smoking the reefer and this peanut butter was so dry and it like stuck to everything. And then when you try to swallow it, it's even worse. It's even worse. Yeah. And you don't think to like drink some water nope. you know yeah because you're stoned and you're an idiot <laughs> so i don't think anything and i finally power through and andy and ryan their made-up names uh are just dying laughing they're just dying laughing at me like look at this idiot we got him ah, like they've been probably trying to put that prank on someone all night you want to know the worst part about it is when i finally got done it was like oh that was awful i was so stoned that i took another bite <laughs> yeah so i enjoy peanut butter in the same way I had peanut butter on toast this morning. I had a bagel this morning, too. I love peanut butter. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Um, I have also, while stoned, had the spoon of peanut butter mistake because it just sounds so good, right? And, and it, the second you taste it, you're like, yes! And then you regret every second of it. But I also am smart enough to drink water yeah. when I'm doing it. Yep. Not go back for a second. Moral of the story, kids. Drugs are bad, Okay. Drink water, okay? Um, yeah, not getting a lot of the cinnamon in this, but this is a delightful beer because uh, I like peanut butter flavored stouts. So there you yeah. go. Belching Beavers, Viva la Beaver. Mexican chocolate peanut butter stout. <laughs> this beaver kind of reminds, like the caricature kind of reminds me of like the Cleveland Indians logo. You're like, no beaver looks like this. Right. I feel like it's racist towards it's beavers. It's a little, little borderline. <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know what? If I were a beaver, this would piss me off. <laughs> I promise we're not stoned yet. Um, and by yet, I mean now. Now? Once you turn it off, baby, let's fire it up. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for our interactive uh, tasting room. Which one do you want to pick for beer of the week? I'm leaning. I'm not leaning. Towards the chicha. I'm not leaning. It's that. That's the best beer we had today. It's really good. I think that's the best <laughs> beer we really, had It's really, really good. Man, chicha. Love it. Yep. If you guys live in Salem... I know some of you do. Go down there and say, hey, this little old beer podcast in Portland uh, loves your beer to death. Yeah. And uh, have them reach out to us. Yeah, have them reach out to us. And I'll tell you what, I was uh, having a beer with Nick at Bear Lick the other day, drink, 
This was yesterday, and he told me he had someone reach out to him from Salem that would that listens to this podcast mm. that said, "Hey, how do we get some beer of the week down here?" And he was like, "Oh no, that's like out of my delivery zone." I'll tell you what, people of Salem, <clears throat> I will trade you beer of the week beer for chicha beer, Ooh. <laughs> and we will figure out some place to meet and however we do this. I mean. The place to meet would be at Slabtown when you're working there and just drop it off. Oh, I'll go halfway. Oh. Come meet at like, come meet at, at like. Wilsonville? A, yeah, we can meet at like uh, Allegory in McMinnville. That's not really halfway. Okay, Heater Allen. It's like up the street from Allegory. It's a little closer north. <laughs> I feel like that's really not halfway. Yeah, but then I get to go to Heater Allen or Allegory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're in the Allegory parking lot and Charlie and Dave are like, what are you guys doing? We're like. Pay no attention. <laughs> Just black market trading here. Don't worry about it, guys. Do you guys want some beer of the week? Do you guys want some chicha? Have you had this chicha brewing before? <laughs> guys, I know we're in your parking lot. We should be drinking your beer, but have you ever had this beer before? By, Whoa. By the way, can you keep these in the fridge for me while I have some of your beer? <laughs> uh, yeah. So reach out to Patrick about that. Yeah, yeah, I will do it without a doubt. I'm all in the beer trading. Well, also, not we, really, but we also want you, around, as many of you guys, to try our beer as possible. So, yes. Uh, that'll be. Uh, did we talk about it on the podcast? We got no. the texts. Uh, canning. Wednesday, August 23rd? That is the tentative schedule right now, August 26th. 26th, excuse me. 26th is the canning date. We will be recording from the Super Secret Beer Club that morning or afternoon, whichever it is. Uh, Nick told me that he's going to get us some beers fresh off the line. Mm. Have you had beer fresh off the line before? That yes. Stay West we had a couple weeks ago. That was the first one I've had That's fresh the, off the okay. line. Okay, all right. And it was delightful. Well, we're going to taste this fresh off the line. Oh, boy. And that's going to be excited, and and Ben Parsons will sit down with us and chat a little bit, so we can be a nice little bow on two years. Yep, and we'll chat with him, kind of chat some Berlick stuff. And he uh, he was very helpful when we decided to make this beer on uh, you know, putting everything together. Yep. Well, there's a reason he's you know one of the top brewmasters in the state of Oregon. There, I said it. I said it. Mic drop. Bam. Wednesday, August twenty sixth. Beer of the week. Tentative. Canning release date. Pretty sure it's going to happen. If you want it, you have to go to Bear Lake or do the home delivery. This is true. And if you live outside the area, uh, hit Patrick up and we'll figure out something to... Uh, I just got to trade. Just got to trade. I want beer for beer. I don't want your dollars. <laughs> I want that chicha. I want that chicha. <laughs> I want that good, good. You know, uh, so if you that's... live in Tillamook, you know, I know a brewery out there. I'll trade you some stuff. I'm sure you will. You know? I'm sure you will. You know, you live in Camas and you want some of this? I'll trade you some stuff. You live in Baker City? I'll meet you in the Dalles. I don't think Patrick's going to have as much time as he thinks to drive around <laughs> trading our beer with other people. But, you underestimate uh, my power. <laughs> uh, so uh, we haven't talked about I'm out next week. Uh, we may have an episode next week. I'm going to try to do it. Okay. I'm going to try to do it. You just got to be available on Thursday around this time. To help you? Yes. Um, I can't promise that, so I will give you a list of things to do. Okay. Um, I'm going to be on the beach, so oh, nice. chances of me... Don't you guys call that the shore? Yeah, we're going to be down the shore. Um, but I was calling it the beach for all of you people who don't know what the shore is or don't <laughs> understand. Everybody knows what the Jersey Shore is. Mike. I know, but I don't like that that's the, Mike's the been, tie now. Mike's been doing push-ups every day. Fist pumping like a champ. Fist pumping like a champ. Got a brand new haircut. Pounding some high knees. Like, he is ready. Ah, uh, yes. That's, uh, that's me. <laughs> 
It's me to a T. Uh, so Patrick might be doing a solo episode. Next I'm going to do it. I'm dedicated to it. Uh, I have no idea what I'm going to do. We uh, we each have done a solo episode then, if that happens. And uh, in two weeks, our beer drops. Yeah. Fuck that book. This would be really exciting. Maybe hey. I'm, I'll probably just do a year in review. Okay. I'm probably going to go through some podcasts, listen to some stuff, and <clears throat> talk about what we've learned over the year. Um, if you did this with us, let us know what you thought of the beers. Let us know if you disagree with us on anything or agreed with us on everything. Uh, Instagram.com slash beers on us. Let us know if there's a better process for this, too. I know we were a little early. I wanted you to do it, like, give you a week to get the beers together, but Mike's going out of town, so we kind of rushed it. Um, uh, Wow. Think about the words you're going to speak, Mike. You've just had five beers. Oh, what is... Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Sort of. Um, You can find the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, OmniStitcher, 1080TheFan.com. Subscribe, rate, review, and download them. All of that stuff helps for us. If you haven't done that yet, please do so if you like the podcast. And uh, we will see you guys in two weeks. Patrick will see you next week. Traces. Adios, muchachos. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.